Graham. Yeah. Zeke just told you exactly what he was going to do. Okay. You've doubled down, but at this point, the man is fueled with rage and confusion and honestly probably far too much Jägermeister that a normal human being should actually consume. And as you say all of that, in one swift motion, he takes two huge steps, he pulls a gun off the rack, and 180 no-scopes you right in the chest. take another one point of damage. Um, so that's, you know, that's where we're beginning. Okay. You've been shot, uh, and that is, the bullet rings out, and uh, you now have a blood spurt uh, on your stomach, and also, like, almost dead center in your chest. What do you do? I, I'm trying to think of how how smug slash on, on the scale of smug to irritated where Lucy is. She's definitely not smug anymore. She's definitely more irritated. Like now, she's probably like, yeah, she probably she's probably like wrong move, and like flips over like the bar and again uh, assaults the guy again. Because if he's not going to leave, I guess Lucy's going to have to force him to leave. Okay, well then roll to kick some ass. All right. My rolls have been crap. Can they get worse? Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah, you're fine on that one. Yeah. So. Um. How, how do you want to play this? If you want to do it in the traditional sense, uh, with a 12 plus... Or, sorry, with the 10 plus, I'll just take one less harm. Well, no, you you have... Um, oh, wait, you know, you're just level 5 right now, huh? Okay, yeah, yeah. so for right now, it is just, just the 10 plus. Then, yeah, then... It, 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 if he's effectively attacking me at the same time, mm-hmm. then, yeah, I'll take one less damage, and I'll take none. Okay, sure, so if that's the case, then at this point, you will take no damage as he... Yeah. Uh, and so what will happen with that is, is that he goes to shoot again... Uh, but you dodge that bullet, like, with just, I mean, ease and grace that, like, is, again, otherworldly. Uh-huh. And how do you attack? Do you use just, like, your bare fist? Do you pull out your sword out of, you know, midair, basically? Now, I'd probably, like, in the process of dodging the bullet, I then, like, sweep his legs and, like, I don't know, like, force him to the ground. Okay. Oh, my, my hands do uh, two harm. Intimate and messy. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So you do two harm to this guy uh, as you sweep his leg and you knock him down. So uh, what do you do next? Like he's on the ground, but he's he's not down and out. You know, he's still alive. So. 
is there any way for me to like ask for his surrender <laughs> without me going into like more manipulation because i'll just kick his ass until he either is unconscious or like i i don't want to kill him that's not in my mo I mean, you don't even necessarily have to kill him. You just have to make sure that when you do damage to him, you don't go until the point where he is dead. But there is a point in which they become unstable and they can't fight. Okay. So you could just Um, essentially beat him into submission and just, you know, knock him out. But I think at this point, because again, if he's, if he's... Can't, I can't talk my way out of this. We just established that. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep on wailing on him because that's that's what Lucy does. <laughs> All right, well that's... then, time to kick his ass again. Okay. So that is still a that's a seven to nine. So that's just a mm. mixed success. So you are gonna get some okay. some damage. So okay, so. You go to, you know, hit him again, right? And so you go to stand over top of him, and he, once again, gets a shot off. This one hits you in the leg, uh, so you okay. will once again lose one harm. Um, okay. And uh, with that, you know, the, the gun goes off. You can place, you know, your hand on the gun, essentially kind of move it out of the way, and you kind of just punch straight down. And once again, you do two harm. So also, uh, I did. I know I, I explicitly didn't do this last time. Um, to f- to quicken this up, I'll also do a precise strike, which is another one of my skills. Okay. We inflict harm on a mon. Uh, well, okay, on a monster. Actually, you know, that's a. Oh yeah, no, you wouldn't be able to do that. How do you want to? How do you want to play that? Unfor- is that only? Yeah. Unfor- yeah, unfortunately, you wouldn't be able to do that with this. Okay. Well, hang on. What does a precise strike do again? It says, when you inflict harm on a monster, you can aim for a weak spot, roll a plus tough. On a 10 plus, you do two more damage. On a 7 to 9, you inflict one more. Uh, so, you know what? I, we'll just we'll just go with it. Well, you know, Even though he's okay. technically not a monster, we're just going to say that you can use it. Because that, at least that, that's what I feel like the spirit of it is for. Right. Like, I guess that we're not traditionally in Monster of the Week. You're not attacking humans typically, but... Right. Well, I mean, the idea here, of course, was that it, sometimes the humans are the monster, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, and that's sort of how I operated them in Monster of the Week. I gave them a little bit more health than your normal human would have. All right. Okay. Uh, so I do three harm, then. Okay. So you do three harm. Okay. Actually, he is unstable. Uh, so he is uh, knocked out, basically. That means that he's, he's not going to really be able to fight back. So he's he's done. You know, you once again disarm the man. <laughs> you know, you do that. Like, I mean, th- yeah. when you think about it, that move that I told you that you did, right? Like, that's that's what you see in movies. You know, when they knock someone out, they get him on the ground. They, kapah, you know, and yeah, smack yeah I mean, him. on the ground, he fires one more bullet at me right. as I'm standing over him. Right. And, and yeah, you yeah. reach down and bam, down for the count. Perfect. He's, he's now, you know, snoring away. Uh, okay, so you can now go uh, get the ledger if you would like. Yeah. I'm not even going to make you, like, roll to investigate because, I mean, he told you exactly where it was. So it's not mm-hmm. even like, you know, you have to do anything crazy. You get the ledger and you get out unless there's anything else that you want to do. I'll go to Brandon's room. I don't know how particularly helpful that is at this point. Okay, sure. Um, then why don't you roll uh, investigate a mystery for me? Okay, that is plus, plus sharp. sharp. So right. that's plus one for you. Yep. 
Okay. All right, let's okay. eat then. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, like in these mixed successes, it's not like bad things happen. It's more of just like how many questions you get to ask. Um, so you can ask any of the following questions for like what happened here. Um, I don't think you need to ask what sort of creature because you know what sort yep. of creature. Um, you probably don't need to know what it can do or what can yep. hurt it, but you can do um, where what, you... what happened here, where to go, uh, and what's being concealed here. All right, if I just have one, where did it go? I think it's the most helpful in this sure. situation. So you have an ability as a divine, yeah. right? Um, which is that you can essentially tell when something is not of this world, right? Like, you know when something's not right. Yeah. Um, and so there is not necessarily a visible energy, right? But, like, as you step into the room, you... That, like, or, like, even, honestly, it's even before you get into the room. It's, like, when you get to the hallway that his room is on, like, you feel it there in that hallway, and it puts you on edge. So, of course, when you step into that room, and it's just, I mean, it's just riddled with all sorts of sort of residual energy of... Well, actually, truth be told, two things. Uh, you can feel very unholy energy, though. Uh, like th They are both unholy energies, uh, and they are coming from the room. Um, and you, you know, don't necessarily see anything that's going to give you any like true, real information or whatever, uh, but you can feel like that presence uh the one of them is much stronger than the other and you can essentially almost like a uh well bloodhound almost you can kind of follow that you know it's it's gonna get weaker as you go but it definitely points you in some sort of direction uh so you know after kind of All looking right. through his room to see if there's anything of note um you know okay you have a a custom notebook i believe right Oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to use that here? <laughs> All right. Um, the answer, of course, is yes. Okay. Um, but I forget what the actual functionality of that was. If I'm not mistaken, it was that you get to make a call, essentially, not like a, a phone call, but I mean, like you get to make a prediction or mm -hmm. make an assessment or something like that. Basically, like you essentially get to try and change the narrative here of the. Of the story and stuff like that, and you make a prediction and then you make a roll, which I believe is also essentially like investigate a mystery. Um, mm. And on a complete success, then that's exactly what the case is. If it's um, if it's a mixed success, you've got some of the information correct, and I'll tell you where I kind of disagree—not disagree, but like where I think you would go wrong, kind of thing. So like we'll we'll kind of get you to a—you'll get close, but you won't get right to the mystery. Um, and if you completely fail, then you've like picked up a piece of information that's actually completely irrelevant and like it doesn't lead you anywhere. <laughs> Perfect. That's right. Okay. Um, what assertion am I gonna make? Uh... So I mean, not to put any ideas in your head, but like basically, like you could find potentially something that maybe John somehow dropped. Uh, which I I think might be a kind of a stretch, but I mean, like, 
you never know. Sometimes people somehow do get sloppy. Uh, mm. In other cases, you know, you might find um, something like, oh, even though you, they said, oh, we don't know where Brandon would be, you find like a scrap of paper or some sort of piece of evidence that you're like, wait a minute, I've seen that place before. Like, I know what state that's from or if you like something that would like indicate another area that he might be in, stuff like that. You know what I mean? You could find any of those things or you could just find something. Honestly, if you wanted to, you could also f- try to make a guess as to something that's completely unrelated to this mystery that could solve something else later if you wanted to. Okay, I'm trying to think of because I'm, I'm trying to go, I'm trying to put myself in John's shoes now. <laughs> right, sure. <laughs> which is what, which is what Sherlock and or Lucy would do. You know, I like the idea of, I was gonna say something on the lines that he dropped like a, a, a Hardee's wrapper, like, <laughs> aha, that is only on the East Coast and we are on the West Coast. Right. Aha. <laughs> Let me sniff this. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> he got the cinnamon roll that has blueberries in it. That's interesting. That means he went there exactly. for breakfast. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, real talk, um, though, Hardy's breakfast is actually very good. Oh, just just breakfast biscuits. like That's, yeah. Look, their, their chicken biscuit, if you add uh, egg and cheese to it, oh, my God, it's otherworldly. Yeah. And their cinnamon bun legitimately is incredible. <laughs> I'm not even a blueberries fan. But it, they have this uh, cinnamon roll, like cinnamon bun or whatever. That's basically just their biscuits. It's the, it's one of their breakfast biscuits that has blueberries like built into the dough, and then they yeah, and then go. they drizzle oh. the the sauce on it. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. it's so good. Shoot, anyway. that sounds just like Bojangles, the the bowberry biscuit. It, it is pretty much exactly that. In fact, I think the thing ah. is, I think that they are actually related company wise. I could be wrong on that. But that would make a lot of sense. There's a lot of elements <laughs> that are similar between Bojangles and those in that company. All right, bottle that up. Lucy's looking for something food related that he dropped. I don't know why. Uh, whatever. Okay. Uh, she she's gonna make the deduction that like when he got here, he had a backpack. He dumped the backpack out because he wanted to take stuff from here. And when he was emptying the contents, out came a Hardy's wrapper. Hardy's is on the East Coast. We're on the West Coast. Analyzes the rapper, and then again that, that that same rabbit hole we just went down. Yeah, like that's that is that is that is what that is the shot she is lining up. Okay. Uh, investigate a mystery. Plus okay, one. That's a nine. So it's a mixed success. Okay. So. All right. Two things. First off, I was correct. Uh, the same company that owns Carl's Juniors and Hardee's does own uh, Bojangles. It was acquired in January of 2019. Perfect. Okay, so here's 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 how it goes. So you you pick up that wrapper and you're like, okay, right? Like this is from this place and this right. And so like, you're really getting into it. Uh, I mean, do but, you want to go with? I find like discarded remnants from like uh, a backpack because what I, this is what I'm going with is like right, okay, I yeah, found yeah. where he he, yeah, he was, dumped stuff out of his backpack. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's I think it's like the idea is like you know you know again you're you. Here, okay, here's how this mechanic works, right? When we use this thing, yep. is technically Graham is making the calling the shot. It's not actually Lucy doing it, right? Like Lucy oh. doesn't write down, "I'm going to find a Bojangles wrapper," oh, yeah. and yeah. then you find a Bojangles wrapper. <laughs> right? Like the idea uh-huh. is that you're making the call, right? And then you're rolling because you have this magical item, 
Uh, and so then you find, like, so you as the player kind of change the narrative, and then you get to write down whether that, like, you know, if that is true, you're writing this down in your notebook. You're like, okay, I found this new piece of information, right? So Graham was making a, a called shot of, like, a food wrap or something. But the idea, the general gist here is that you were trying to basically kind of pinpoint uh, where he went. Yep. You find something uh that for sure is like you said it is from like a upended backpack uh and there is a food wrapper in there but it's unfortunately uh like a nondescript one it's just kind of white wrapping there's no logo on it which is not a good marketing thing you should always market or brand your paper so you do find a wrapper right uh for food and stuff like that but here's the interesting the thing though graham is that when you find that wrapper uh, you didn't quite notice the smell in the room when you first walked in. And mm-hmm. there's two reasons for that. The first is that, well, the window is open. Not fully, not all the way, but it is definitely cracked. Uh, as though someone had entered into the room through that window. Whether that was mm-hmm. John, whether that was Brandon, or even someone else, who knows. But the window has been cracked, and there is a breeze going through here, uh, and that's you know one of the many places in which that draft from earlier could potentially have come from. What you also find though is you find this no this not notebook I'm sorry this backpack that had been upturned and emptied out onto the floor. It's actually completely uh, reversed, right? It's you know been you know, flipped inside out, uh, and so you lift that backpack and you find a bunch of stuff. And as you kind of reach down through that, the smell starts to get to you, right? Because uh, it was buried under a bunch of stuff, including like a uh, like a gym towel that was kind of stinky, but not like so stinky that like you smelled it the second you walked in. Um, is there a brand label on the gym towel? It is a oh shit I don't know I don't know towel brands. Um, it is. Oh, does it not say like it's uh, a like Planet Fitness, Massachusetts. Oh no! Unfortunately, no, not like that. It, oh. <laughs> it would be, it would be like a, uh, what? Oh god, what is the Walmart brand called again? I think it's called like Good something, oh, or like Great Value, good. good Value. I think I think it's called Good. Oh value. yeah, yeah. So it's, just, yeah, it's yes, like a Good yeah, Value, the Walmart brand stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the Good Value, uh, you know, towel. Uh, but when you kind of kick that, you know, past, uh, you find a food wrapper underneath all that, and there's a couple bugs on it, and it's you know moldy as fuck now right like it's it's old the reason why the stench also Mm -hmm. doesn't get to you is that it's so old it's like it's completely shriveled up and it's like lost mass and everything right like there's no moisture left in it it got super moldy it's been chomped on a little bit from the sides and stuff like that from bugs but what you Mm -hmm. notice from it is uh something very important which is the fact that there's only one bite taken out of it like full like human-sized bite taken out of it and that's it. Um, so someone either took the bite and then realized something was going on, they ran, or they just didn't have the, the appetite for it. It got abandoned. Um, and so that's pretty gross. Uh, but sticking out underneath that, uh, you do find something that is going to tell you exactly uh, the area. It is uh, a sandwich that, you know, again, you don't recognize the brand, but you're hoping to find something that would tell you, you know, something about the areas that either one of these two have been. And what mm-hmm. you find is a, um, 
is an envelope. It's directly underneath that uh, that piece of food. And if you kind of gently wipe away some of the yuck that has now kind of gotten onto it, uh, just a little bit of the grease that kind of got out of the wrapper and onto it, you can still see the address in which it was uh, addressed to. And it is for a uh, plot of land, like some sort of house or business, or, or I mean barn rather, that is actually a couple states over in the state of Wyoming. And it is addressed to Brandon. The letter has been taken out of it, but there was some sort of like bill or something. There was something that said uh, like last notice and stuff like that on it. So you find basically this piece of information that is a secondary address out of state for Brandon. And so with that, you can step back outside. There's no there's no more information to glean from the room. And you yeah, we got what we needed. Yeah, you feel you feel that negative energy kind of stuff. Not negative, but the unholy energy is still, you know, pretty pretty thoroughly, you know, infused, if you will, into the into the hall it's definitely getting weaker because you know again the the last time either of those two signals was there one of them is much weaker than the other and the other one was john was there like not even a full week ago but you walk out through the back of the cabin here uh and that's you know kind of following the energy and you do see uh, a set of footprints and they kind of wander off into the woods and you follow them for a bit. Investigate a mystery for me one last time. All right. Hey. Nice. Okay, so you get That's to ask ten. two questions. Okay. Okay, when you say footprints, mm-hmm. um, can I cheat and do they look human or do they look non-human? They are just like general, like, uh, like, shoes like it's not like foot footprints okay. like okay. not like barefoot prints like just like shoe prints in in the okay. ground and like some scuff marks and like broken twigs stuff like that you know like things of just all like right. someone so walking like, through would leave all right i feel like the one that makes the most sense is where did it go i mean one? i kind of figured that would be that so wh- why don't you figure yeah. out what your second question is how about what was it going to do like did it just mm. come from the place? Was it leaving the place? Um, where there, was there a second? That's a good question, Graham. Aha! Really okay. So, what was it going to do? So, you see, uh, right near that back door, uh, there are, you know, the, the, the footprints and stuff like that that you saw first. But it also looks like it paced back and forth for a bit. Whether that was before it went in or after it came out, you're not 100% sure. There's no real way to tell wh- at what point it started you know, doing the, the you know this little sidestep situation, and then when it you know continued on with whatever its pathing was. But what you can find out from this is uh, what it was going to do is you also find right outside the door. You find a canister of gas that has been leaned up against the house. It's not open, but it's just been, you know, leaned up. Uh, and there is a stack of matches, like a little book of matches, rather, tucked very neatly into the handle. Uh, not lit, obviously. It's just like it's there, like ready to go kind of thing. 
like someone was getting ready to torch the place. Once again, not sure if it was going to be on the way in or on the way out, but they didn't do it for some reason. Very peculiar. Huh. Uh, we're going to answer the second part of this same question in a bit. And then where did it go? So you continue to follow this little pathing here. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I'm allowing you to kind of go further than normal because you did investigate the mystery and succeed. Normally, most people would probably lose it the minute that they got into the woods, especially because it's it's late. It's not, you know, broad daylight or anything like that. Again, you know, when you first rolled up, the only thing you saw was just the one light inside. So, you know, it's after sundown. Mm-hmm. You know, as any investigator would, you have a flashlight, you know, you pull out your light. Uh, but even as someone who's not really a hunter, you have gotten pretty good at tracking uh, you've asked, you know, Buck, for example, for some tips and stuff like that over the past years and uh, have kind of, you know, learned a thing or two as you've been out into the field. And so where most people would have gone, well, I guess that's really all that I can find. Between the very small traces of unholy energy and also like the little, you know, little things in the ground that most people would probably miss. Um, just like a few blades of grass that are no longer sitting straight up, but that are sort of like folded down in half, almost as though someone has gently stepped on them. You weave your way through the trees. And, mm-hmm. you know, as you're you know kind of considering this, the negative energy is getting... I keep saying negative. It's unholy. The unholy energy that you've been feeling is just getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Lovely. Until you get to a small clearing. And, you know, with your, you know, kind of wits about you, you consider you're, like, you've been following this path, actually, for much further than you thought. You are now only about, hmm, I mean, if you had a pair of binoculars on you, you could probably uh, see like the clear, like the edge of the tree line where um, where the other cabin was that you got into the fight. So you know you're you're you know good like three or four miles uh, away now from the the forest fighter lodge. Um, I was ready for you to say, yeah, you're in a, you're in Wyoming now. <laughs> no, yeah, wouldn't that be crazy? Um, you've been walking for seven days. No, um, so no, you, but you've only walked a couple miles, but like you've been following this path and you've been, you know, feeling this stuff. And what you find in this clearing when you get to the edge of it, though, is you find that this is the same spot where you had uh, at one point walked through, right? When you first landed or like, you know, teleported essentially oh. into mm-hmm. the state, uh, you know that to your right, basically from this clearing uh, is Jane's house, which is, you know, where you, you essentially started beyond that, walked past mm. the house, you know, checked out the house, met Jane, continued down this, you know, this clearing and path and stuff like that until you got to the other cabin um, where people were holed up. And that's about another, you know, a mile or so. Um uh, between the two. Um, and so, you know, you've technically been here before, but there's something that's different than the last time you arrived. And that is that at the ground, at your feet, 
you find a crumbled portal, a stack of rocks that have completely, you know, fallen down. But you can tell just based on, you know, uh, how they're laying even on the ground that if you were to pick them up, there's enough there that you could have built uh, the same shape and size as most of the portals that you've come across. Um, and these are the portals that, of course, that John travels through and that all of the cryptids that you have fought so far have uh, entered into this world from. Again, lovely. What do you do now? Have I ever, like, interacted with them head on? Like... The portals? Yeah. I'm trying to think back. Hang on. Have you ever dealt with one personally? Like, I think I've seen them before, or at least I'm like, I, I know the, like, obviously I know how to recognize one, but I don't, have I ever, like, experimented, tested, investigated one before? N- not experimented on one, no. You've, you've probably definitely seen one, but you've never been able to get close enough to one before it, like, collapses or ends or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you've definitely seen one before. So I've also never gone through one. Correct. Now, this one is crumbled. It's not set up. Oh, okay. Like, basically, what I mean by that is, like, it's been turned off, essentially, and then when it's not in use, it just, you know, collapsed. Okay. So, either... So the only okay. So if I if I put together what like these pieces of information, I feel like they're implying that John showed up at the house, scoured it for whatever like clues he could find, found what he needed, left, thought about burning it, decided not to burn it for whatever reason that is came over here and then teleported but Zeke mentioned tailing him but I don't know if he mentioned tailing him for that long and I'm trying to remember did, did I get the did, did Zeke go into, into detail about um, where John went or how, how he followed him that so sort of stuff the thing is that, that Zeke uh, here, here's here's why Zeke was not able to you know track him or follow him, is that remember so Zeke was like you know I ran outside and he was just gone, couldn't find him. Oh, okay, so that was an immediate. So he disappeared. Zeke okay. went out the wrong door, basically. Like basically, like he heard him like running, try to try to follow him. He went out to the front door and there was just nothing. I mean, like it's a big open space in the front of the cabin, right? So he should have been able to find him, okay. but he was just gone. And that's because okay. at the end of the day, he, you know, backtracked. He went around, uh, what I, what I can tell you is, is that, you know, when he left, he did not leave through the back door. He actually came from around the side of the house. Um, and he, you know, again, whether he, no, I don't know why I'm saying that like that. Sorry. No, basically like he heard the sound. He, uh, heard the, the running footsteps, assumed that he was going towards the front door, ran out but couldn't find him. Uh, but really, 
he just, you know, slipped out the back and disappeared into the night uh, when he stepped in. Okay, oh, so you're saying that Zeke did, Zeke perceived John not disappearing, but John just duped him and went out the back door. Correct, but I mean, to him, he just disappeared. Oh, okay, okay, so that wasn't him teleporting. Gotcha. Right, no. It was, okay. Um, Now, I don't feel like this is like, you know, giving you information without you rolling for anything like that, because we have said it before in the show. Now, again, I want to point out, Lucy would not know this, but she probably can put it together by the fact that there's a portal there, right? John can't teleport, but John can use portals. Okay, that was my understanding as well. Okay. Okay, so then, so then this this seems pretty straightforward. That I guess John came here with the intent of burning it down. Then Zeke showed up. I'm trying to think of why John would care about. Maybe maybe he just didn't want to get caught or didn't want to. Maybe he just wanted to leave. So maybe he intended to burn it down, but then abandoned that and just wanted to get out. Ah, either way. All right, so this is where John leaves. Okay. Um. I mean, I guess in general, Lucy probably just go and investigate the portal. I don't know what exactly she can glean from it, if anything. Um, I don't think she's ever successfully turned one of these on or uh, been able to mess with one. Yeah, actually, you know what? Could she try to turn it on? Yeah, um... She could. Hang on, I gotta th- I gotta think about how that would work. Would that be, like, magic with weird? This is not holy magic, so I feel like there's uh, no... I'm trying to think of this, and never mind. Lucy has a moral code. I feel like this isn't something she would... This is something Graham would do, because it sounds like it would, it would be fun. I don't think Lucy would do it, though. Because she's a snob. This is probably the one time where Lucy wishes she had Natalie, huh? Exactly. Like, you go taint yourself. All right, never mind. So instead of doing that, okay, then then to a similar extent, because we just talked about all this, can Lucy go up and try to expunge information from it? She she wishes to, like, Hmm. do the same thing, but instead of turn it on, she wants to, like, basically interrogate the spell itself or whatever, like, existing magical, like, aura is still there to try to figure out where it was being pathed to, like, where it was going. Because, like, all, all, like, or at least my understanding of the situation is, like, is there, like, a trace of, like, this, of course, is one end of the portal. Is there a trace to figure out where the second end is? Or is that even within, like, the established lore and stuff? Like, is that even... Yeah, because that, that's the thing. Like, that's what I, that's what I don't think exists, but... Um, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, if yeah, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. at the end of the day, no. I, now I think about it, yeah, there's... You guys have never been able to do that before because no one's ever done that. That, That's never been a thing. And I feel like definitely Hank would have tried, you know? Um, Or same with Lucy. Like, if there's a function or a somewhat functioning portal, she absolutely would have, like, torn it apart to figure out how do you work? How do I kill you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah. So I I would say, really, at at this point, the only piece of evidence that you have to go off of is the unmarked chicken sandwich from yep. uh, a different state and uh, the uh, address from the envelope. 
All right. Yeah, because because then then effectively this closes like the the the, the story or the narrative at the Force Fighters Lodge. Mm-hmm. I think I think I've pieced everything together, or at least everything I, I care about. I guess. Sure. Um. Yeah, let's go to Wyoming. So where we're going to leave this episode is, Graham, you figure that you've found everything that you need. Um, so considering you have wings, right, you would say, hang on, Yee. how do the wings work again? Uh, so they don't actually work like, I can't actually fly. I just teleport. Oh, right, that, that's how you teleport, right. Um, so the way I get around things is I have to go somewhere right, to then teleport. Yeah. So if I've never been to Wyoming, I can't just like teleport there. Right. So, okay. So what's, do you think Lucy's ever been to Wyoming or has Lucy been somewhere close? No, probably, uh, probably not. Or at the very least, could Lucy like teleport somewhere that will like, for example, like an airport that they can, then, oh, yeah. you know, find a way to make their way to Wyoming. But by this point in like the narrative, she's probably been to every major airport in the United States. Okay. So, which again, within like her, her her moves and stuff, like she could just teleport to Seattle. Sure. <laughs> When's your first flight to Cheyenne? All right, cool. Get me on it. <laughs> so okay, so there you go. So that's exactly what you do. Um, since you're, uh, you know, since you're not carrying anybody else, you don't have to roll anything. So you're just yeah, poof, you're there. So what we do is is we see this whole scene unfold, right? Uh, you sit there for a moment. And you kind of. Not revel, but you kind of, um, you just take that moment to sort of sit in that unholy energy. Um, not like in a way of like, ooh, yes, this feels good, but just you sit and think about that, right? Because it's the main thing that you're fighting against. This is a, well, it's a bad situation. And you go, I mean, okay. It's almost cathartic. That's like, this is the reason why I'm here. Like, this is both the thing I'm trying to destroy but it's also the thing that ties me here. Like, it's the reason why I'm here. Mm -hmm. And you, poof, you disappear. And the camera stays on that same spot that you were just in for, honestly, for almost an uncomfortable amount of time. By now, surely something else will have slowly gets enveloped back into the trees as we move backwards through the forest. And we move not too deep in, but deep enough that somewhere in the mix of all that unholy energy, something that was not there just a few moments ago steps into that same spot, into that same path, we see a pair of boots as they begin to make their way back through the woods. Zeke wakes up very abruptly. He reaches for his gun and whips it around and finds that he is once again all alone. He lets out a heavy sigh and puts the gun back on the bar counter. He reaches over it and pulls over a new bottle and begins to uncork it. 
He stands there for a moment, looking at himself in the mirror that hangs across the back of the bar. Unable to fully process what just happened, he decides perhaps the bottle is really the only answer. So he stares himself in the eyes as he begins to bring the bottle to his lips. When suddenly, a hand grabs Zeke's wrist and he lets out a yelp as he drops the bottle. And a voice says to him, Oh, don't be scared, little baby. Come on, Zeke, you don't need to drink. You need a bite to eat. Are you a fan of Boy Meets World? Do you enjoy rewatch podcasts? Well, then you should check out The Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast hosted by me, Tay. And me, Sid. It's my favorite show of all time. And I've never seen it. Each week, we're recapping a new episode of Boy Meets World, sharing bits of nostalgia and learning a wholesome lesson. Join us on our rewatch journey, won't you? School's in session every Tuesday, wherever you find your podcasts. What else do you need to know? The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content.